Hello and welcome to the Bothering Strangers podcast with Max Hearing. I'm Max Hearing, and today my guest is an author, a filmmaker, and a burger historian. He has a show currently on First Week Feast called Burger Scholars. Well, you are the Burger Scholars, what I really should be saying. I am. My, my guest today is George Motes. Good to see you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on. So, uh, Burger Scholars, you actually just dropped an episode um, an hour ago, I think, before we started recording today. Like, like right yeah. now. Yeah, right I, now we're in season, season four. Uh, and season, season four, episode four, just dropped an hour ago. Yes. Uh, how did, how do you become like a burger story? Like, like, like Tim, cause burgers, like to me, it's one of those like kind of very regular American foods, you know, but that's exactly why I'm a scholar because people like you, I'm sorry, just kidding. I'm not going to yeah. get angry, but I would say that the, the, there is a general sense that the hamburger is sort of not to be considered. It's just something you do when you're hungry, which is true. These are all very true things. You don't think about it. You just do it when it's, when you're hungry, you know, where to, I always know where to find a good one or at least a halfway decent one. And it becomes sort of second nature. But the reality is that you, um, there's a lot more, there's a ton of history behind it. And it really is one of the most important uh, American foods, I believe, of the last 150 years. It's quite a staple. Well, yeah, it's only because it's, uh, it's, it has, um, it's a, it's a, it's actually one of the only um, American uh, food inventions the last, you know, half century a century and a half or so <laughs> yeah we have we haven't made a lot of food i invent a lot of food in this country yeah. uh really? it, it's pretty popular in like a lot of international spots as well like in europe yeah in a lot of parts of europe as well like have you how do you i mean where would you say like the best burgers are outside of this country well there's we've had a bit of a burger renaissance internationally in the last say 15 years or so um but there are some hot spots for sure in the, in the globally. Uh, and right now they are easily Sweden. That's an, oh, by the way, it's an odd list. I'll tell you right now, it's an odd list. Sweden, uh, Japan for sure, all of South America, specifically Argentina and Brazil, um, Peru. There's also Mexico. It's, it's on fire right now in Mexico. Um, where else can I, I mean, there's so many other, so many other countries. Oh, Australia, it's big in Australia right now. And it really is, it's, it was an American import um, that was imported, unfortunately, incorrectly, as far as I'm concerned, it went out in the world as the McDonald's, or like the, I call it the, um, the uh, Mc, McBurger Wendy's. I'm sorry, Mc, sorry, Wendy McKings. <laughs> they sent it out into the world and unfortunately ended up with a version of the, of the American hamburger that was not accurate. Uh, it was a fast food model, uh, but it wasn't the, like a, an original American hamburger, as far as I was concerned. Uh, but now what's happening is the original American hamburger is actually ending up out there in the world. Um, and this is a better version. It's a fresh meat version. Uh, it's, and it's made with care and they're very tasty. Uh, it's interesting. You brought McDonald's. Did have you, have you heard about, uh, how they don't have McDonald's in, um, in Iceland? They don't have McDonald's in Iceland. That's right. I'm not sure why I'm assuming they just don't, didn't like to have the, the chain there. Are there no chains there or something? What's the story? I, I, I don't know. There are chains. I, I read, I watched the vice doc on it and uh, they like got run out by, cause like they just didn't like market themselves correctly there. Sure. I mean, this, this does happen. Um, perfect examples in Sweden. Uh, McDonald's has found a hard time breaking into the Swedish market because of one restaurant called Max hamburger, which is also, it's I've heard of that one. Country. You've heard of Max? I've, I've heard, I haven't been to Sweden, but I've heard of Max Hamburger. It's your name. That's why. Yeah, that's probably why. 
But Max Hamburgers, um, they are, no, I, should, I don't want to say they're similar to McDonald's, but they do, they are a fast food hamburger chain in, um, uh, in most of the Nordic countries. Uh, and they're expanding now. But they, when they move into a market, McDonald's moves out. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. McDonald's can't find a way to work into that into that market. The difference, of course, is that you know the reason I think is because Max Hamburger is also is um, very good at they they post all of their like their, their carbon footprints. And oh. they're one of the only restaurants. I think I'm pretty sure about this. They're one of the only restaurants in the world, like a chain, that can actually claim that their carbon their carbon footprint is negative. They have a That's- negative carbon footprint. I, that's like very impressive. I, I, I don't know how you do that. It would you, you plant a lot of trees in Africa? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, 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 that would fix it. Yeah, that would fix it. Uh, yeah. In, in Iceland, they have a chain called Tommy's. Yes. So, yeah. So that's the one that kind of ran them out. Oh, that's right. I didn't know that. But they yeah. don't, I mean, to be honest, uh, I've been to Iceland twice and I didn't go for the hamburgers. <laughs> I went for the fjords and the and I went for the waterfalls. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend going for the hamburgers. I, I wouldn't. But I go would so recommend far. going for the hot dogs. Whoa, really? Holy crap. You should. I mean, the hot dogs in Iceland are just world class, world class. Did you have like, did you, did you eat like seal or anything like that was like very like uh, kind of regular to Iceland? I did. I ate pretty much everything that was local. I stayed in some nice places and I stayed in some, you know, lower end places and um, pretty much ate everything that you could, that was good there. Not a whole lot of great food there because it's really hard, you can find it. It's just really hard to find. And it's very, very expensive. The food for some reason, I remember getting a bowl of soup. That was a fantastic bowl of soup, but it was like $45 us dollars. Oh, it's, it is a horribly expensive country. Yeah. And but the hot dogs were cheap. Hot dogs were, and yeah, they were, you know, five bucks. That's <laughs> not bad. Actually. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. For Iceland. <laughs> yeah, for Iceland. So uh, when you kind of started like studying like the burger, I mean, you are like a historian, like by nature, I guess. But did you realize like how much diversity there is in like, even in the, even without traveling out of this country, right? If you just stick in America, you're like, oh, wow, there, there's like so many different ways that we cook it. Like there's so many different variations of it across the board in every different state. Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't know at all when I first started doing this. Uh, to me, my my burger history goes back to like my dad making you know burgers in the backyard that were pretty good. They were good, not not the best, but they were good. Um, uh, but also eating it like you know fast food joints. I mean, I went to McDonald's growing up, Wendy's for sure all the time. We always chose Wendy's over everybody else. But then the first uh, sort of eye opener I had was I went to um, a place in L.A. called uh, the Apple Pan. Uh, I was 21 years old. I was working on a job. I was in the film business. And I was working on a stage out there and I landed late and someone said, you gotta, I, you gotta go to the Apple Pan. The only place that's gonna be open right now at midnight is the Apple Pan. And I went over there and uh, I sat down and realized that the hamburger was so much more than just uh, the, the hamburger that I knew from fast food joints and from my, my dad's backyard burger. Uh, and then I started to do some research and started finding stories about the hamburger that were, that were absolutely incredible, that were totally diverse. They were not about just a regular hamburger or a cheeseburger with a bun and lettuce and tomato, that there was a lot of regional diversity out there um, that kind of blew my mind. And I started to learn about the history of why these regional, um, uh, you know, regional burgers existed and got deeply into it and became uh, scholarly about the hamburger. <laughs> Did you, uh, I mean, there's a lot of fast food chains in this country that like sell burgers. Yeah. Do you think they're any good? Oh yeah, there are a few of them are pretty good. I mean, some of them are just. Um, unfortunately, the burger has been commoditized. Com- sorry, I'm starting again. 
the burger has been commoditized yes. um, to a very unfortunate degree uh, to the point where obviously the quality suffers. And it seems like, you know, they don't really care. Some of the big guys don't really care about um, the quality anymore. And they say we do. No, this is a very high quality burger. Uh, but they did not. I mean, you compare it to other good stuff that's out there. Perfect example. So there's some really good fast food chains out there that are making great burgers. Like uh, Smash Burger is making a great burger. It's fresh ground beef. And I know the guy who owns and started the company. Um, and he is all about high quality. Everything's about high quality with him. Um, also, Five Guys is also a great chain. It's a great fast, fast food burger that is obviously made with high quality fresh ground beef. And they make great fries. I don't, really, I don't even like fries, but I actually do like the Five Guys fries for sure. Um, but yeah, it's um, very difficult to uh, be that big in, in the hamburger business in terms of the, you know, the actual size of the chain and keep the quality. That's it's very hard. Once you commoditize that thing, it's almost impossible to maintain the quality. Is I mean, is it is it is it like, because like you're also like mass producing items like as a whole, every like everything across the board is being mass produced. Commoditization in hamburgers is really about standardization. You can standardize and still keep the quality, but when you it's almost impossible to get to a certain point um, where you you need to standard make everything very standard, and you can't keep the quality. It's almost impossible, I think. So that's why the freezing technique which started um, in this country almost a hundred years ago now uh, with hamburgers specifically um, really ch changed everything because freezing burgers is a much better, a much better way for, um, uh, for, for making hamburgers, a lot of hamburgers and not having to worry about training people too, too much. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Cause once you've got the frozen burger comes out, no one has to do anything. You don't have to, you have no, you have no worries about food handling. I mean, everything's frozen. Problem is that freezing does kill a lot of flavor um, and McDonald's knows this, and so does Burger King, but they don't really care. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they need to care. They're they're selling. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there there are many many more. I think it's um, right now the fast food fast food burger business is, is a five hundred billion dollar business right now, uh, and only five billion of that goes to what's called the better burger category, which is the you know Five Guys, Burger Five, Shake Shack, that whole group. Um, so it's. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very small part of the business, but it's, they really should keep an eye on it because it has much faster growth than the, you know, I think something like the, the McDonald's growth in 2019 was like 0.9%. <laughs> and um, the growth of the, of the, um, of the better burger category was, was far greater. Oh, so they're catching up. Oh yeah. Well, it's gonna be hard to catch up to a $500 billion loss. I mean, $500 billion business, but they're, they're, I mean, they're there. They're, they're, they're calling the shots now. You know, people are asking them, why aren't you making fresh ground beef? But Donald's tried something silly um, a couple of years ago. They decided to introduce the, um, the fresh beef Whopper made with not with frozen beef. So the answer, it asked the question, the why, what's in the other beef? So you're, so, you're so, yeah. so excited about the Whopper. Why don't you make it all the fresh ground beef? <laughs> they kind of, they kind of shot themselves in the foot there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 they're, the issue they're going to have is that there's a generation of, of eaters that are coming up that are young, way younger than I am, um, that truly, uh, truly need a story, need the quality, and they need something more than just the same crap that they've been feeding people. Yeah, <laughs> a, yeah, kind of that sounds accurate to me. So I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about like, you know, what your favorite spots are so people can actually like, you know, see for themselves. Uh, so hopefully you haven't heard a lot of these questions before. I'm sure you're going to have heard, you've heard some of them, but 
I'll try to mix in some some ones you haven't heard. Uh, so what I mean, what would you say? So in Texas, right? There's a big debate. In and out versus Whataburger. Don't know. I haven't been to Texas. Uh, what 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 do you prefer? Well, first of all, In and Out is a California chain. I mean, it started in California, so the fact that they were interlopers in Texas was interesting because they did introduce a fresh beef burger. It's not frozen, um, and from what I understand, Whataburger is frozen. Um, but if you're a Texan, if you're a Texan, you love your Whataburger, and there's no one's going to change their mind. I mean, in terms of you know, if you compare it to all the other big guys like McDonald's, Burger King, Whataburger is is much better. And, but all that, of course, and the fact that they serve a burger on Texas toast to me is uh, that's a winner, right? There. I like that a lot. Um, I like the fact that Whataburger has a lot of pride, There's a lot of pride behind Whataburger. But if I had to pick the one or the other, I have to go in and out for sure. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Wow. In and out. I'm getting driven out of Texas. People, people are pissed at in and out. So I don't they're know. Why. So, they're they're so mad. And everyone always says, oh, the fries, the fries. Well, don't eat the fries then. The fries are so bad. The fries are good. One thing, the, the one thing I can't understand about In-N-Out is how they keep making these fries. It's like, you know, everyone's told you, that's not how you make a fry. It's not good. There's no other ways to yeah. do it. Well, I, I, if I go to In-N-Out, it's, just, it, it, it's, it's rare, but I don't get just fries. You got to get like animal fries or something. You can't just get fries because then at that point, no, you're, it, that, that's, your own, that's your own fault. That's your own fault. Do you know, my option or my advice is to just get another burger. <laughs> Skip the fries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do it too. Yeah. I can steal one. <laughs> what would you say is, uh, I mean, best state for burgers? Ooh, that's a tough call because there are so many great burger restaurants out there. I'm sorry. There's so many great burger states out there. Um, if I were to name a few of them, and for, in terms of diversity, um, you've got uh, Wisconsin. is a great diverse burger state, believe it or not. There's a lot going on there. Ohio is a great <laughs> Great diverse burger state. Um, Texas is a, is, a, is a state that's just full of burgers. A lot of them are fairly similar, which is okay, but they're all really good. I mean, once you have a culture that is so interested in making burgers, um, the more burgers you have, the better they get. If you have a lot of you know, some states that don't really have a good burger culture. Um, I won't name names, but uh, you know who you are. Uh, but Texas is definitely not one of them. Texas is a burger state for sure. Um, but again, it's, it's a very similar burger. Uh, that, that burger is basically could be a double or single thin patty, griddle cooked, um, American cheese, um, usually shredded lettuce. Shredded iceberg is a Texas thing. Um, salt, pepper, um, and then sometimes uh, usually just mustard. Very little, very often you will very not very often you will find mayo on there. Mayo is a big no no, but you will you will find mayo on certain burgers in the state in the state of Texas. But certain uh, certain states are not known for food like especially in the Midwest, like certain states don't have a reputation for good food. Obviously I'm in California and New York. These are both food states. I disagree. But, I think that uh, you find a lot of good primary source burgers in the Midwest for sure. Well, that, 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 that was my question. Call it flyover states. It was, makes me nuts. Is that, I mean, you and I have both flown over back and forth between New York and LA. We fly right over the stuff, but it really, they really are um, food wise. It, you have to search. I mean, the thing about LA and New York, you don't have to search very hard to find great food. No. You do have to know where you're going in the Midwest, but you really can find great food ways. I'll tell you why. It's because for all of its diversity in New York City and Los Angeles, you get to the center of the country, a lot of primary source stuff going on there. A lot of great sausages that come directly from Germany from 150, 200 years ago. Um, you've got great cheeses there, great breads. You've got, there's actually a lot of, if you dig deep enough, you can find really good 
uh, primary source food, most of it European from almost 200 years ago in the Midwest. That's me waving my Midwest flag. Well, I, I, grew I, up in New York. <laughs> I lived, I lived in the Midwest. So, so, I mean, I just didn't experience all that great food, but, uh, what state like surprised you? What state was like, oh, I just don't think it's going to be that good. And they're like, oh man, they really, they really know how to do burgers here. Ohio. Ohio, Ohio continually surprises me. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the home of Wendy's. I'm sorry. Is the home, is the home of Wendy's? It's the home of White Castle for sure. The birthplace of Wendy's and the home of Wendy's. I think, I think it was the birthplace of Wendy's. Um, it has a lot of good hamburger history to it as well. Um, but it also has a great diverse a selection of burgers. Um, people are very, very burger proud in this state. I don't really know why. I'm confused by that. But every time I go there, I'm, I'm continually amazed at how many how many different burgers there are and how many great ones. Um, there's also a lot of great cities there that take their burgers very seriously. Ohio. Consider Ohio. <laughs> Could this, this might, just might be my own theory, but the Midwest is known for like, it's like a, you know, in that part of Ohio as well, that region is like, it's like a region where it's like, less flavorful food typically but i feel yeah. like maybe with the burger you can kind of make up for it with like the way you cook it and i don't know ohio. ohio keeps their burgers pretty standard and they don't do anything too wacky there um but they do have a robust culture the reason i say is because for example there's a place in um uh, miamisburg ohio called the hamburger wagon and they have been serving the same burger for like it's over 100 and something 120 years now uh which is cooked uh, in, a, in, a, in a skillet that has uh, oil in it. Basically, it's, it's a deep fried burger, but the patty itself has some breading in it. And the reason that's important is because breading in a burger is a technique that goes all the way back to the dawn of the hamburger. People are trying to, trying to stretch their hamburger supply. So it would add yesterday's, bread, yesterday's stale bread into the burger. And of course, we ended up with this sort of deep fried crispy burger, which is spectacular. And that's important because it's still around. It's been doing the same thing for over 120 years in Miamisburg. Yeah, I really want that burger now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was hearing it. I'm like, I don't know. How, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, no, no, no. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. It's a burger you definitely need. That's for sure. And you can't eat it every day. No, no, no. You'll, you'll develop diabetes. But uh, what, I mean, favorite, just off the top, favorite burger ever? Can't do that because nope. uh, I, yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel like I might have messed up with that question, honestly. That's okay. No, it's fine. I, I just, it's not a, it's a good question. The problem is I can't answer it because I, I know too much. <laughs> you know, it, it's too conflicting of a question to be like, what? I don't even know what it is. Yeah. And it's not like the, oh, my favorite daughter, my favorite son. Not, not that at all. It's more of, um, it's much more of a complex answer than just to say, this is my favorite. And I'm not, I'm not worried about getting in trouble um, with my, you know, you, oh, why didn't you say so? Or why didn't you say, I'm not worried about no. that at all. Trust me, I've got my opinions. But the difference is that I just really can't choose a favorite. It's very difficult because there's so many different types. I've learned there's so many different types of burgers out there. It's impossible to pick a favorite. Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I mean, you've how, how many burgers do you think you've eaten in in this your week? life this week? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure with with, with making an episode of Burger Scholar, quite a few. But yeah, this week I probably had not, not many. I think I've had two or three this week. If I were to count, maybe two, just two this week. Oh, that's not, that's not, how do you? What do you, do, do you, I mean, a burger is, they're, they're not the healthiest item. Do you like, do you like exercise more and kind of work off or do you like, I do. Or, or do you yeah. counteract it with, with like healthier foods? As people make me nuts when they say like, oh, salads are for losers or, you know, well, I'm not going to work no, out. I love salad. I'm, I'm on, I'm on the train. 
you know, you need to create, you know, you need to create roughage for sure. We also need to create a you know healthy balance in your body. No question about it. I also don't eat, I don't eat large portions. You know, I don't go like, you know, I'll eat a hamburger. I'll skip the fries for sure. Fries are just, you know, they're, to me, they're just empty calories. <laughs> I, I can't sure. even eat fries. They, they destroy my stomach fries. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. then you're lucky then because you don't need them anyway. I know. So, I know. It's, it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But so, but uh, definitely I also ride my bike. I, um, I have not been on the bike in a couple of weeks, but I do. I walk a lot. Walking is, is huge. I mean, I, I have friends who have lost a ton of weight just doing nothing more than walking over 10,000 steps a day. That's it. And that's if you can if you can do like a step count and see what you're doing, it actually makes you feel better. You know, I'm actually I feel better about eating hamburgers when I'm exercising and I'm feeling better about my body. I feel better about eating hamburgers. It's a good excuse too. It's a good excuse to be like, well, yeah, I'm going to go eat three burgers now. If you just kept inhaling hamburgers, at one point you'd be like, Ugh, no more hamburgers. But if you work out, you're like, I'm I'm so hungry, I need a hamburger. <laughs> yeah, you can do and that. You, when your metabolism's working, and you're feeding it. You're feeding your body, you know, healthy foods, um, along with the balance of, you know, greasy hamburgers. Um, you know, it, it works. You can actually, you can, you can live a good life. Or that would serve. I, I think the other thing that people forget about, like when we eat, is like, yes, a hamburger is an unhealthy item, especially like you might put stuff on it that might make it unhealthier, but it can make you happy. Exactly. Which you know, and know, is happiness good too. Is yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, it's like, would you rather be miserable and like very healthy or like happy and, you know, get a couple of cheat meals in there? It's true. It's, it's true. I, I totally agree. You know, as long as you do things in moderation, you know, you jump out of an airplane every day, you're probably going to die one day. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know we don't have a lot of time. time I, I, I do want to ask you about the, uh, the rise of like, uh, beyond me and, uh, Sure. I don't know. I don't even know like the like the scientific term, like just the the fake meats. Yeah, we I call them the, the faux faux meats or fa- you know basically fake beef burgers. Yeah, fake beef. Uh, they're getting better in my opinion, but like it ain't it. Like like that's the thing. People say, oh, it tastes like a burger. I've never had, and I've had a, like a, a, a good chunk of it now. Of Beyond and uh, the other brand I can't remember the name of. Impossible. Impossible. Thank you. It's not it. So yeah. what, what are your thoughts? Like, do you, do you like the direction it's heading in? Well, okay. That's a, that, ooh, that's a good, like, you just flipped it around. I like that. Um, I do like the direction it's heading because um, the, the impossible beef and the beyond beef market, they're not, they're not gunning for vegetarians. They don't give a shit about vegetarians. It's not, it's not healthy. That's why if it was healthy, well, that's, not, then that. they would care that's not why they don't care about vegetarians because vegetarians only make up 5% of the entire like shopping market by the way. Sorry. Wow. The other 95% is what they care about. They yeah. care about trying to convert people who are beef eaters and they've actually gotten pretty close. Um, I mean, personally, I think that, you know, beyond is, you know, but impossible beef actually got pretty close and the stuff does actually taste, it has the same sort of mouthfeel as a, like an overcooked bad burger, <laughs> but it definitely is better than like a crappy veggie patty. That's for sure. If you buy those frozen patties, oh, ugh. they're horrible. They are awful. I'd rather I'd rather eat a like a shoe than eat that damn <laughs> a hot shoe. But um, but they actually got pretty close. Impossible Beef got pretty close. And um, the problem is that they're missing a very very. I've told them this too. I've told Impossible Beef this as well. They're missing a very important component to beef, which is something called oleic acid. Oleic acid is one of the monounsaturated fatty acids that exists in beef fat. To get scientific, um, and it's what you crave when you crave a burger. When you say, "Ooh, I gotta have a burger," 
you actually don't want the lettuce and the tomato and the, and the cheese and the beef. What you're really looking for, honestly, is, fatty, is the fatty acid, oleic acid. It draws us to the beef. It's really what does it. So they're missing that. Unfortunately, I think they could get somewhere. If they could somehow find a way to, to bottle oleic acid, it'd be a much better burger experience for them. But then the other side is, of course, I tell people all the time, you know, when you bite into an Impossible Burger, it's, it's 21 ingredients, I believe, that goes into, a, into a, um, an Impossible Burger. Okay, there's one ingredient in beef. Beef. <laughs> yeah. And they also tell you you should be taking, you should be eating your impossible burgers in, in moderation the same way you'd moderate a cheeseburger. Sorry. I don't know which one's more unhealthy, but they're both not healthy. That's exactly. We know what I tell people if you really want to go that direction, the best thing to do is to take an impossible patty and cook it in beef fat. <laughs> yeah honestly just do that get get as close as you can it's like there you go i tell people i know restaurants who serve they like you want to they tell people we can give you an impossible patty but it's cooked on the same grill as the burgers they're like no we like that okay we got there you go good <laughs> uh, so it's like there's a weird market in there that's kind of lost in the middle don't tell okay. don't tell my vegan cousins all right just, <laughs> you keep that one between us it's the the only people who have said to me, "Oh, it tastes like beef." Are vegetarians? It's people who have forgotten the taste of beef. This is true, and this is actually why I don't like those like crappy, you know, frozen veggie patties because it does represent like the worst possible frozen burger patty out there in the world. Like it's yeah. like a, it's almost like it's like a high school, you know, burger lunch. Blech. And so then they feel, like, "Oh, I'm eating a hamburger. It's a veggie burger, but it tastes like a burger." No, it tastes like the worst possible example of a cheeseburger. So, oh, uh, this is why are, impossible beef is actually on the, they're on the right path because they're all thankfully getting away from that. But at the same time, they're just uh, not quite there yet. They figured out the look. That's, that's the thing. They, they figured out how to make it look like a burger. Yeah. Which, which is impressive. I've never, I hadn't seen one previous to that. Yeah. But again, don't forget, it's not for vegetarians. There's it's for the meat eaters and the carnivores out there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's convincing and it's better for them. Uh, I, I, I know you have to go soon. So I, I like to ask people this question to end just as a whole. Uh, sure. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? And what is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice I've ever seen. Sorry. The best piece of advice I've ever received was that do everything with integrity. Everything. Don't, don't cut corners. Don't be an asshole and do everything with integrity. And then you'll be fine. You may not make a ton of money. You may not get to where you need to go fast enough, it doesn't matter. If you've done stuff with integrity, uh, the worst piece of advice ever, <laughs> the worst piece of advice I've ever received was quit. Somebody wants to stop something. And I thought about it for a long time, not very long. And I said, the fact they're telling me to quit means I should keep going. So that's what I've always, that's one of my, people tell me, oh, this, don't do it, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing it. I think about it for a second and realize that what I'm doing is probably right because they don't like it. Did you hear quit a lot? I feel like going, doing, being like a filmmaker and author, like doing everything you've done, which is far from conventional. Far from conventional, yes. You, you heard quit like when, when early, not now, you're very successful now, but you know, in your early days, like yeah. quite a bit, right? Yeah, because you know, usually I'm, in my life, I tend to, I tend, tended to go down the, the path less traveled, the road less traveled, uncharted, uncharted shit that nobody, um, has the guts to do sometimes. And I, you know, I didn't have the guts sometimes to do it, but realizing that you know, if I just kept working at it, I, I, my options are quit or go forward. 
And so I've, and all these, all these <laughs> turning points in my life, I'm very happy I did not quit and kept going forward. Oh yeah. You, it's like the happiness wouldn't be there, you know? Yeah. Well, people, everyone who's told me to quit, they, they were wrong. <laughs> yes. Yes. They were right. literally <laughs> And I've said to them, you know, I've, I, I remember when you told me I shouldn't do that. And they're like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> like, you really? You must be thinking about someone else who did that. Not me. Yeah, no, I didn't. I said, you should do that. No, I didn't actually told me to fucking quit. You know, <laughs> Look at me now, bitches! <laughs> it's 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 like those parents who uh, who always push their kids away from like doing like acting and stuff, and then their and their yeah. kid becomes like a successful acting. Like, oh, I always believed in you. I'm so proud of who you become. It's all because of me. Yeah. To be totally clear, by the way, it, people I'm talking about are not my parents. These oh, are people who I've known, but my parents actually have been enablers and have been open to whatever I wanted to do my entire life. If it wasn't for that. I guarantee I would, I would have been a one hot mess out there somewhere or would have had a day job that I hated my entire life. My dad always said, do what you love. And you're obviously you're, you're not going to ever hate, hate it. And no matter yeah. what my dad, my dad, my parents are, have always been and always were very supportive of me and all my, I mean, I had, I did some weird shit when I was a kid. <laughs> I wore like suspenders to school in high school and, you know, I did, I did whatever the hell I wanted. And uh, my parents were like, sure, whatever. Grew my hair long. My dad was like, you look great. Kind of, but okay, whatever. He, he let me do whatever I wanted. And uh, I'd let my kids do whatever they want <laughs> for that same reason and support them and smile. And so you just keep smiling, you know, keep it happy, keep it light. I, I, I love that. Especially how he said, do what you love and you won't hate it because it's, it's as yeah. opposed as opposed to do what you love and you won't work a day in your life, which is also just not true. Yeah. Even stuff you love, you're not going to like it every day. This is true. My dad was in the in the financial world um, for many, many years. And there are five kids. I have four brothers and sisters. And nobody went into the financial world. He didn't care. He was like, whatever. You know, we're, we're actually, we're all in the arts, too. He actually supported all of our arts careers. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, my brother's a writer. My sister uh, is an uh, interior decorator. My sister is a, a kindergarten teacher. Uh, I have another brother who's a who's a uh, professional bass player. <laughs> wow. Nobody went to the world of finance, and uh, that's okay. He's okay with that. I I think I think something similar happened to my family, where, where my grandfather was an electrician on uh-huh. my dad's side, and I think he actually discouraged everyone from wow. becoming electrician. He's like, he's like, don't do it. <laughs> I've seen that happen too, not in my family. <laughs> he, he's like, he's like, you don't you don't want this life. <laughs> and he was a very and he was like a very success he did very well as my church too good but he said you don't have to look for you get permitted right you know, i gotta look for the permit now oh, who's gonna give you the permit yeah he's 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 like you know just 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 do whatever just it ain't this <laughs> but that's i'm glad to hear um thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it my pleasure good questions thank you Thank you. I tried to ask different ones like we talked about before. I, th- I think a couple were definitely kind of out of left field yeah. for you. No, good. For sure. That, I'm, I'm good with all of it. Thank you for that. Okay. Uh, where can we find you? Oh, so um, the, the really Instagram is my only real output right now. Uh, Motesburger, M-O-T-Z-B-U-R-G-E-R. Um, that's the best way. Or my website, georgemotes.com. And uh, Burger Scholar. First Be- yeah, Burger Scholar is on YouTube. It's on uh, First Be Feast on YouTube. It's in his fourth season. Uh, we're already talking about seasons five, six, and seven. <laughs> so it may turn into a travel show once we can get out there and travel again. Yeah. So making me crazy. I did a travel show years ago for the Travel Channel. And um, yeah, I miss those days because we were we had such freedom to do whatever we wanted out there. You know? Really? 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, we, I walked, we went, we, we went everywhere on the show. It was great. And I want to get out there and do it again. We need to do it again. The world's different, different place right now. Also, we never went globally on, on, on my show on travel mm. channel. And first few feast wants to do, wants to do a global hamburger show with me. Oh yeah. That would be good. I agree. Once, it, it'll take a while with restrictions, but yeah. It's, but I think I imagine like in the next say year and a half or so, we're going to be back on the road doing an international and global burger show. Well, Europe, Europe will for sure be available then. Oh I yeah. But I, don't, I mean, it's, well, yeah. yeah <laughs> I have a lot of friends and fans in Argentina and Brazil, and I would love to get back down there again. Cause it really is. People recognize me at the airport. I can't, it's, you know, I need security when I do events down there. It's wild. Really? Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's crazy. More famous yeah. there than in America. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, unquestionable. Un- yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's kind of in, in the interest of manifesting that that's kind of my dream is like one of my dreams. I have many dreams uh, is to do like a travel show of sorts or like some show like that, like on oh, yeah. some network on YouTube, probably in the way things yeah. are going now. Yeah. There's Amazon, there's Netflix, a lot, a lot of outlets for it right now. So I want to yeah. do one. I want to do one in LA. I want to, I want to do one where it's like, or it's like I show like the diverse communities of LA that, that don't really, that aren't shown because there's so many, because there's so many. It is such a, I, I can't get enough of that town. I was there for a week in um, uh, July and um, we tried to really mix it up and not just do burgers. And we, I went deep Chinatown, went to, went out, I don't know where, where was I? I was in, I don't know where I was, somewhere in the Inland Empire um, eating yeah. Chinese food. I don't know, Vietnam, Viet, Viet Chinese. Yeah. I mean, it goes deeper. It just goes, it's everything. I love it so much, you know? If, yeah, if, if you really travel out like to the whole of LA County and then out east and south, like you can hit every community you'd ever think of. Yeah, a friend of mine just opened up a ramen shop in um, San Luis Capistrano. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's, gonna, that, that, that's that's Orange County. Orange County, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's Orange County. So oh yeah, yeah, Orange County, yeah. So well, well, that's where I am. Opens, actually, it opened today or tomorrow officially. So maybe maybe I should check it out. You should ramen shack. He's a very famous guy. He's the guy who invented the ramen burger. <laughs> okay. That's totally yeah. doable. He, he, very- moved, he moved home after all these years to San, San Luis Capistrano and, um, and opened this, uh, his dream, ha- dream ramen shop in, uh, in his hometown, basically, near, near his hometown. Yeah. Hey, good for getting it done, though. Yeah. But next time you go home, I'm telling you, I guarantee it's going to be a fantastic bowl. The guy's in the ramen museum in, in Japan. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I haven't had ramen yeah. in so long. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you can find George at you know, Moats Burger Instagram. Also, his website, georgemotes.com, where it has a lot of uh, just like a lot of good information on you and a lot of links to your stuff. And uh, yeah. And thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Good to meet you. You, you as well. And uh, everyone, have a good day. Thank you.